When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, what up? It's DK. Thank you so much for listening to the Mixing Music Podcast. I just want to do a quick plug. Did you know that I write kids' books? If you have children, nieces, nephews, I have books that are totally available for free or $10 on Amazon for physical copies. You can go to mixingmusicpodcast.com backslash kidsbooks to get access and learn more about that. Thank you for all of your support. Now let's get back to the show. One, two, three. Hello and welcome back to Mixing Music. I am your host, DK. And with me today, I have a very good friend, special guest, mix engineer, Jesse Ray Ernster. Did I say that right? Yes, sir. Cool, Jesse. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank every, you. Everything's all right on your end. We So today, we have a special song from a special artist, this artist is called Burner Boy, Burna Boy, sorry, from Nigeria. Can you tell us a little bit about Burna Boy? Burna Boy is an African superstar, soon to be international superstar, Afrofusion artist, prolific songwriter, artist, dancing machine extraordinaire. Uh, wonderful guy, writes amazing songs. We love him. Check him out. It's Burna Boy. So this is just one guy. So he doesn't have a band. This is just one guy. Uh, yeah, he tours with the band and uh, collaborates with many producers and writers uh, on his recordings. But uh, yes, he is a solo artist, Burna Boy. Nice. And you, Jesse, are the mix engineer, uh, particular, especially for a lot of his songs, but especially for this one, right, that we're about to listen to? Yep. The song's called Anybody. It's off the African Giant record. And uh, it's a fun one. It's a heater. Cool. So we're going to listen to a couple takes from Burna Boy. So anybody, um, we're going to listen to this first take, which is the intro up until the first chorus. So take a listen with us. Woohoo! Change my energy, I no get time for no enemy. Don't repay what they told me. Nothing with person never see. I'm a nothing with person never see. Forget it, I say fashi. Money soon expected. Take our body and jump in. I take out to the person. Wow, what a dope song. That is such a cool song. Thank you, man. Yeah, and you, you did a great job with that mix. Like, it's just very full. The mid-range sounds so lush. Um, and it's not too much. It's not, like, heavy, you know? Like, yeah, I feel like a you. lot of uh, hip-hop now is just, like, heavy. I don't know how mm-hmm. else to... Like, there's, it, like, the middle is empty. But this one's really full. It feels very lush. And I kind of want to know what you did. Ah. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um what a- aspects where should we start really? So let's start with the bottom. Let's start with the low end. Um and work our way up. So he's got like a little bit of that drum there, a little bit of bass. 
Yeah. And tell me about that. Like, what were you kind of going for overall with the aspect of that? Yeah. Totally. So we wanted this this sort of mass and the size, which is what they had going on the on the rough mix. Uh, it really was a great rough mix. It it captured the essence and and the vibe of what they were trying to convey when they were making the song. So the idea there was just to extend it a little lower and tighten it up a, a bit as well. So uh, what I learned like earlier that week when I was mixing this song, and I think this was this last June, uh, I heard an Eric Valentine interview where he takes the Poltex and puts them on the stereo bus at 20 hertz and boosts uh, up to like... Wow, that's low. Yeah, boosts <laughs> like uh, four up and then also attenuates four up. So you get this kind of like added low end that's like attenuated around where the bell yeah. happens. Yeah. Uh, so what that did is that gives it... That gave the mix kind of this out of control too much low end thing. So what I did after that mm-hmm. was... Uh, used like FabFilter Pro multiband or whatever that thing is. I think it was that uh, to really compress and operate the low end to where it was pumping and pushing the speakers in in tempo with the song. So it would, it would let a, a little bit of initial transient through, but then it would duck it down. So it almost acted like a gate. And it was kind of a suction cup in the low end that just kept things really tight. Yeah. So it was a combination of boosting that stuff into that compressor. And then That's so interesting. Yeah. After all of that running it through the SSL uh you know hardware compressor whatever that thing is <laughs> that's sitting back there <laughs> on the desk. Yeah, cuz that that does wonders for the low end as well. Love it. That that is awesome. So actually, let's talk a little bit more about that rough mix. Um, what did you hear in that rough mix? I mean, we don't have, unfortunately to our audience, we actually don't have access to the rough mix. This is a, a label release. So we're limited with what we're allowed to put out at this moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but tell me a little bit more what you heard about that rough and how you kind of interpreted it. The rough was exciting. It was punchy in all the right areas and the vocal actually sounded fantastic. I believe my, yeah. my main EQ I used on the vocal was just a small, uh, a couple of cuts, like around 1.6K, 1.6, and around 3K. I usually do a little bit of cleaning up there just because of the, the character of a few things within Berna's yeah. vocal sound. Um, but as far as I, I know, this was recorded by a good friend of mine, a fantastic producer engineer named Logic's Mind. His name is Cecil, and he did an amazing job tracking this. Uh, and wow, engineering yeah. it right. So it went in right. He was tracking on a t- an Elam 251, just <laughs> my favorite vocal mic in the world, through a yeah. Neve uh, and then through a CL1B. So like this vocal came prepared. It was ready. Yeah, absolutely. So the only thing I did after that was I added a an Avalon 80-2055 boosting 25K just at the very top end. Yeah. Uh, because mm-hmm. the 251 tends to do a little bit of a roll off older, you know, it's an older mic design and older schematic. Yeah. So that just brings back some of that, that modern sizzly yep, yep. crispy top end that I love. Yeah. We, I've actually talked in a previous episode about how I also usually love adding, depending on the vocal, usually love adding that above 20 K kind of vibe. You know, that's just the sizzle, you know? Yeah. You <laughs> that's get, just the yeah, sauce. And you get right the there. undertones underneath it the, and you get that perceived, uh, openness it's gorgeous it's amazing yeah absolutely and it's used very well in this tune so let's let's listen to another clip of the same song from burna boy (laughs) 
When no one throws a G Anybody When no the body body all right that again i'm just so blown away this is such an awesome song production is so well done everything is just so clean and come together um i want to ask you what you did with that horn that little uh is that a saxophone in the background yeah yeah tell me about that saxophone and what you did to that it's funny that you ask because that was the one mix note uh, I received for this song uh, when I submitted really? it. And it was that we needed the horn to have more punch. And they literally wanted it to just uh, warp out of the speakers and hit you in the face. Really? Because uh, I, I, every time I hear horns, especially – this is a solo horn. But mm-hmm. when I hear group horns specifically, I always like come back to like Earth, Wind & Fire where they're <laughs> really bright. But they're very quiet. So yeah. they still come out, but this is very smooth, but it's still coming out. So I want to ask you what the rough mix was or your first or initial mix, and then how you translated when the client asks, we want it to come out of the speaker, we want it to punch, how you translated that, you know, what, what that meant to you and how you treated it after that. So what was it like before? That's a great question. So on the rough before, it felt overall just too loud. Like they knew ahead of time that that was what they were going for. Loud horns, energy. Let's get it. And the way that I went about it was a trick that my dad taught me. And it was to, in in layman's terms, poke the element out for a millisecond to tell the listener's mind psychologically that they're hearing the element and that it's present and then bring it right back down to where it's tucked in and it's controlled. So with that, I did a little bit of boosting uh, with the SSL E-Series EQ, uh, like around 2 to 5K, bringing some of that bite out into a transient designer, like boosting the attack. Really? Uh, on the horn, on the saxophone? Absolutely. To give it that just initial, yeah. like, so you get that transient to ah, really punch. Ah, nice, but nice. The key yeah. is that you get too much of that. So, what that thing fed into was the Crane Song Phoenix plugin, which is a tape saturation and clipping plugin. And that helped okay, shave yeah. off the pokiness of what those transient designers tend to do a little Ooh. bit too much of. So, that rounded things out. And then there was also some volume automation, like poking it like I said, for a millisecond to five milliseconds and then bringing it back down. The listener thinks that it's there. They, they feel like it's there, but it's yeah. also... And then there's the same way to do it with the uh, quarter note delay that's feeding a reverb in the background. You kind of bring that space Ooh. up to make up for it. So as the sound of the sax is fading away, you can bring the rooms up at the exact same time and you end up with this crossfade that, that helps it uh, not be an awkward transition. And the listener doesn't know that any of that happened behind the scenes, but it did. And it, uh, it helps for the effect. And they, they so one more it. time, yeah. So one more time, I just want to cover it again. So you boosted, you know, mid range, two point five ish, little transient designer, and then saturation, and then you did a lot of automation, right? Always automation. Yeah, yeah. So I want to ask you. I mean, I've talked about automation in the past, um, but I want to ask you how much automation you used on this song, and how much automation you see professionals like yourself using uh, in general on every song. Yeah, I, I did a fair amount of automation on this song because you just need to. As you can hear, it starts out very bare bones. The arrangement is just a beat and the sax and things really uh, 
build from there. And you have to move levels around to not only accommodate for masking and things getting mud and muddy, and you're going to need to be moving things around, but also it just adds excitement. So a lot of that beat, especially in the intro, is not just drums, the fader sitting at zero, sitting still static. Uh, that's pushing the faders. Like uh, opening up that session, I always love to move kicks and snares in time, dialing in both the compression in time with your attack and release to get those speaker cones pushing air in tempo with the song, but also moving the face, just giving it a little bit. I learned that yeah. from a, a talented front of house engineer I used to work with. He was, he would, I would look back there. I was on stage playing guitar at the time and I, I would see him just moving, like performing the faders to the beat <laughs> of these songs with his, his kick and snare and the shells with the toms. And I thought, really? So that, even though the kick and snare is only doing the beats and not really sustaining, but he's basically, Basically, adding a little bit more punch and taking away the sustain. Is that what he's doing or you were doing in this case? Uh, yes, absolutely. And then there's times... So kind of like manual transient designer kind of a thing? Yeah. Yeah. And and really on other songs, you can really... If you have a guy that's maybe playing a little too hard for the slow uh-huh. tempo ballad, you can, you can shave that initial transient and dampen it by pulling the fader back and then right back up. You can turn yeah, a absolutely. thwacky, inappropriate snare for a song and turn it into and make the envelope of that sound match the tonality and the feeling of the song that you're working on. And a lot of the time the client or the artist maybe won't know that you did that, but it will feel better to them and, or it won't, they'll, they'll really want it to be like yeah. the rough, <laughs> which is the, yeah. the case a lot of the time. Make it like the rough. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure right? you hear no, that yeah, a lot absolutely. too, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's all about the rough, all about respecting that rough mix. Yeah. So we don't usually do this, but as for our special guest and for special promotion for Burna Boy and his upcoming album, African Giant, we're going to play this entire song front to back for you. So please take a listen. Anybody, we know the body, body. I 
de gato de pesce Che che li che 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 Abine asa de yesa Nana mire de asa yesa Respect is reciprocal Even though una no sea special Anybody When no one does a G Anybody When no they carry body Nah can sorti Nah can sorti So much, Jesse, for joining us on this podcast. Um, where can our where can our listeners find you? Are you on Instagram? Do you have a website? Like, wh- how can they get in contact you with you if they want? Yep, my handle is Jesse Ray Mix on Instagram, and then uh, website is www.jessieraymix.com. If you like what you heard during this episode, please make sure to check out Burna Boy and his new album, African Giant. Please remember to give this episode and this podcast a five-star rating or review. Uh, feel free to share with any friends that, or any mix engineers that you might know. And stay saucy. Sweet. One, two, three. This episode of Mixing Music with DK has been brought to you by LaunchPod Media. If you want to start a podcast, make sure to start it right with LaunchPod Media. Yo, what up? It's DK. Thank you so much for listening to the Mixing Music podcast. I just want to do a quick plug about Antares and Autotune. Antares makes the original industry standard Autotune that we all know and love the sound of. We are sponsored by them, so if you visit mixingmusicpodcast.com backslash Autotune, we do get a small kickback from every purchase. Thank you so much for supporting the show. Please enjoy this episode.